Hell yeah. Finally, get some heavy metal on this show. <laughs> Welcome in to episode four of the Beards Watch podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Tom Parkman, joined by Jacob Rowland. Yes, yes, we're back here. We're a lot smaller than we were last <laughs> week. It's just three of Less us. than half the size of That's the That's true. We had six strong last week for that season finale of Game of Thrones. This might be the... First episode, we just mentioned Game of Thrones. We don't talk about it. <laughs> just blow right on past. We'll blow past. Whoa, hey, hey. We'll blow past because, you know, there's not too much news coming out of there, so we'll, we'll focus on other topics. But with us today is a first-time guest, the guy's pain that I love to laugh at the most, the lover of all love advice, the T. Mooney. Hey, what's going on? I'm just here trying to see if I can get this through without screwing this up too much, so I'm going to hear about it for the rest of my life. <laughs> if you screw up, Nation, yeah, if terrible. you screw up, it's even better. Yeah. Because then we have to talk about it. That's very true. I'll just keep drinking and we'll see how it goes. That's perfect. That's what we want to hear. All right. So, kids, gather around. I'm starting off this week's podcast with a little story time. Okay. Let's do it. This past uh, weekend, 4th of July, Mm -hmm. Sunday afternoon, the 3rd, Jacob rolling through a little uh, 4th of July party in the backyard. Yep. Yep. First July 4th party here at the new house. Second one... That we've done. We did the rental house last year, so we had a little more space this year and a lot less sun. Did up, uh, did some ribs on the smoker, yep, which were we damn did. good. Deriana did some brisket in the slow cooker, uh, also right. damn good. That's right. Uh, cooked up some brats, had a lot yeah. of food. A lot of, tons of food. A lot of fireworks. Fun. Yep. And usually on the 4th of July, you're always worried about people injuring their hands with yeah. the fireworks. Yeah. So uh, Jason Pierre-Paul last yep. year, now down to what, three fingers? I or think so. Like two a, fingers and a thumb? Yeah, something He's got like a little that. claw going on? Yeah. So... Hand hand injuries are regular occurrence on the Fourth of July. Yeah, we made it through the whole night with no hand injuries. That's true. You and Jeeves yeah. firing off, your dad helping you yeah. out. Yeah, nothing went wrong. Everything stayed yeah. calm. That's very true. Now there was, however, a hand injury at your party. Okay, okay. <laughs> About halfway through, decided I wanted to have a little fun in the backyard. Well, yeah. well, let's set up the scene here. The backyard, if you haven't seen it, it's it's about half an acre, and uh, we had. Two blow-up pools that you could, you know, sit in. Trent. But I'm the only one that set it up. He no set it up. Set the and mind you, he didn't leave for about three hours, so you know one of them was his pee pool. So that's why nobody else really sat in them. But it's hey, all right. I paid for it. I was going to use it, man. As, you, as you should have. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, we also had a beer pong table out there. We had a set of cornholes, fire pit, along with a, a wiffle ball bat and a wiffle ball, and then a football. Of course, you got to have it out there. So then that's, that's what we've got all plenty, spread out there. Plenty of activity. Yes, plenty of activity. Plenty of games. No, no, tetherball. No, no, tetherball. That's right. I wanted to get a home run derby going. Yep. So I was out there with the wiffle ball yep. bat trying to get somebody to play, and nobody wanted to, to join me out on the pitch. We were still drinking. We were getting, working well, up our courage. You, know? you, were, you were man in the grill, too. That's true. That's true. So uh, the only two people that were willing to play were Russie, Meredith okay. Russell, yep. and Jerry Anna, your wife. Yep. So we're out there. I get a couple cracks in. Rusty gets a couple cracks in. Jerry Anna comes to the plate, and I'm pitching. Mm-hmm. I'm lobbing him in there, giving her some opportunities to hit some balls. Uh, yep. Hits a couple line drives. Hits a couple grounders. Pops a couple off. Yep. She hits one that gets popped up. And like you said, there's stuff all over the ground. <laughs> cornhole boards and beer pong tables and inflatable pools. Yeah. It's an obstacle course trying to get it around was. It was. that field. So pops one up in the air, lands about three feet away from me, but I wasn't about to dive over a cornhole board yeah. to get it. And Jeeves starts giving me shit about how I didn't move to get it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, Jeeves, I see how it is. Yeah. Two pitches later, same thing, pops one up. This time, it's in front of her, maybe a couple feet in front of her, so it's in between her and me. So I'm like, all right, Jeeves, I'm going to run in here and catch this. So I start moving in you know, as fast as I can move. I'm yeah. not yeah. the fastest guy in the world. So I'm looking up at the pop-up as it's coming down, 
and I'm aiming up, and I run in, and as soon as I put my hand out to get it, Jerry Anna cracks me in the hand with the damn bat. <laughs> that was now, pretty funny, yeah. Now, this thing looked like a Louisville Slugger. Luckily, it was a <laughs> wiffle ball bat that looked like a Louisville Blast, Slugger. Plastic, it was yeah. black plastic, yeah. had the markings on it and everything, had the Louisville Slugger logo yeah. in silver paint. But when the ball came down... My hand was there, the bat, all three came together at the same point. She left him silver paint on my knuckle because she hit me with the logo. Uh, well, I also leave that, like you said, everybody was drinking there, but, but Tom was not. So, of course, the sober yeah. guy there gets the, in- the first injury of the night. The sober guy gets cracked in the knuckle with a damn bat. Luckily, it didn't do any damage. It stung pretty damn good, yeah. but didn't yeah. do any damage. Why was she still swinging if you were coming after the ball? She, she was just swinging, just a swing. While the ball was coming back down, she decided to hit it again while it was still in the air. Oh, she didn't, realize, so she didn't realize that I was running in, so. Yeah, she, she just hit me with the bat. Not not good at baseball, not good at softball. So yeah, she she tried to do that. So then what else we had? We we had that, then we all grubbed, we ate, ribs were fantastic, brisket yeah. was fantastic, brats were good, like we said. Um we had a lot of a lot of people come over. It ended up like started off kind of quiet and slow. Jeeves brought a girl, I tell you what, that was uh and she was actually pretty cool. I mean, she hung out with us. She shout she, out shout out to Lauren from New York. Lauren from New York. So, yeah, she she hung out. She sat around. We talked about some questions, and then you know, she, we told her. She said, "Oh, I'm going to meet my friend at the Whitewater Center." We said, "Don't go." Get that but, rainy amoeba, man. Yeah. <laughs> she went, and lo and behold, she came back at like one a.m. Uh, to hang she, out. Yeah, she did come back, so I was surprised. So I left. I left after the fireworks at about ten o'clock because I was the only one that had to work the next that's day. That's true. So that's true. I rolled out. Um, a uh, funny story there too is we were all sitting around doing some <laughs> what ifs. We'll stay away from that story because that's kind of a little funky, but. Trent, of course, the one to bring up politics at the time. We're sitting around, and he brings up Brexit. Funniest thing, he goes, yeah, talk about the Brexit. And Jeeves goes, hey, don't talk about that. I haven't watched that episode yet. <laughs> Jeeves, it's, it was not, it's not an episode. It's not a series. Now, I looked at him and said, you haven't seen the episode of the news? Yeah. <laughs> Which... He, he thought we were spoiling some Netflix. He, did, he, did. he didn't want to get get it ruined before he saw but, it. I tell you what, though, I, out of the corner of my eye, I saw Laura in there taking him in stride. Said, "Hey, man, trying to come to the cell. Yeah, you know, tell him what it was." Uh, but then it, it make even Trent's day even a little sadder. So we were sitting there. Then we were talking about the crazy news that's happened here: the the branding and amoeba. Ami- yeah. At the Whitewater Center, Trent had no idea that was going on. And uh, what was the other one that he The alligator. Oh, the alligator eating the kid oh. at Disney World. That happened a month or so ago. So, you know. It was, you, can't, you can't go to any fun place now without you, dying. you got to watch out, man. Don't snort the water and watch out for the gators. <laughs> so we eventually got around to, we finally, everybody got a good couple drinks in them. And we said, okay, let's do the wiffle ball home run derby, which actually turned out to be pretty fun. Yeah. You know, we did, our, our rules were you had five swings. Uh, you had to get it. the The ball had to land on the deck or over our back fence, or obviously hit the house above the the deck to get a home run. I like the fact that whenever we start a game, Jacob rolls out with the rules. Got you're, the, you're the rule master. Hey, you got to make sure because you don't want people to go. Oh well, I said I had this many, and we wanted to keep it at five swings because it was already starting to get dark. And if you do ten, you're going to be up there forever. Yeah. Um, and we and we counted a swing. As a swing, you know, if you swung on it and you missed and whiffed, it doesn't, you know, it still counted as one. If you hit a grounder, whatever it was. But you could, if you didn't like the pitch, you could stop it or not swing and that, that would not count against you. Because that was a good solid rule. A swing's a swing. Yeah. It's a great, clear rule. <laughs> got, hey, you never sense. know how people are, you know. Oh, <laughs> even hitting a home run counted as a swing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you the count. best you could do was five home five runs. Five home runs. I think 
We had what five people tied. We had uh, four tied after the after everybody went, which was about fifteen people. people. Yeah, and we had four people tied at two home two runs, home runs a piece. Tom was in the finals. Cosby was in the finals. Duvall, uh, Duvall, and Tyler. So and Tyler. And Tyler so were it was in the basically finals. all of the man cave podcast, yes, right? Versus, yeah, it versus you. <laughs> um, and it was getting darker at the at the, as. Obviously, as the night went on there, we should have started a lot earlier. But So, you know. so after we went through the first round, we decided it was three swings yes. in the final round. And each of those four people got up. So that was uh, three swings, four people. That's 12 total swings. We yeah. had one home run because it was so dark, nobody could see the that's ball. That's right. Cosby hit the one home run. He was the first one up. Hit the one home run out of his three swings, and then nobody else could. I'm, I'm petitioning that next year you need some stadium lighting in your backyard so we can see in the dark. We might get some. We might get some like some uh, not Christmas lights, but outdoor lighting type situation going. Or we should just start it earlier. But you know, who knows? But that was you know, congrats to Cosby winning the inaugural home wiffle ball home run derby on that round of applause. Round of applause for old Cosby there. So uh, we'll see if he listens or not. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> and I will say I am glad that Derek built that fortress so I didn't get well, hit in the pool. That was and another thing. <laughs> the balls because I was sitting in the pool. That was another thing. Our, our buddy Derek Yuri, who's one of the funniest guys I know, and he it, it's not like he tries to be funny. He just says funky things. One thing he did I didn't realize until the next day was he was Snapchatting. If you've ever been into my restroom or one of my restrooms, I've got this duct that holds toilet tissue. He's a wooden duck, not yeah, a real duck. Yeah, not a real duck. It's a wooden duck from Bass Pro Shops. You know, I didn't harm any animals in the making of this. He was Snapchatting and using the ducks as a voice, like a British accent, talking to him. He goes, when you think your day is bad, just think you could be holding toilet tissue. And he just, this whole story about the duck while he's sitting there pooping on it. Mind you, Trent didn't walk in on him while he was pooping. Yep, and all and his naked all his naked. He's a, if you've seen him, he's a ripped guy. He's, he's, he's no way. You only have to pay to see him naked. He's a model. That's true. I thought that was a win. That was free. Yeah. So he was there, and he did make a, he took our lawn chairs, and as everybody were in the pool as we did the home run derby, and he made the, here's our Game of Thrones reference, he made the pool of the north, or he made like a wall around the pools to protect everybody in the pool from no, Which was just me and him. It was a smart move, because earlier, after Jerrianna cracked me with the bat, she also hit a line drive off of Rusty's legs. So <laughs> Jerrianna was taking people out left and right. That's true. That's true. So it was, it was quite amusing to, to be in the back. Then we shot the fireworks off. And, and the, the great story from that was we, everything went off pretty good. Uh, we got to our last two mortar shots. And Jeeves and I, you know, you get your booze in you, you're getting kind of crazy. We wanted to shoot two out of the same uh, tube. Well, you know, being drunk, you're not lighting them at the right time. So we lit the, – the bottom one got lit first, so it pushed one of them up which then one of them basically lit on the ground. As I was running away, I did not keep my head on a swivel and completely got shot-blocked by the pool and just <laughs> dumped myself fully, knocked my shoes off. The, 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 the torch that I was carrying with fire went in the pool, and I was sopping, sopping. Luckily, I didn't have my phone on me at the time. And I just it Please got tell up. me there's video on this. Nobody saw it. No, no, no. no. The only break. person who saw it happen was Jeeves because he was near me. Nobody else knew what had happened. Like, I, uh, if there was a toddler that fell in the pool, it would have died. But I fell in there, and I mean, I mean, literally, I was just looking up and watching and then just right there at the shins, the pool, just chopped like, and I just, like I said, knocked my shoes off, everything, I dumped in the water, and came up, just sopping wet. It was like um, a lead peep from last year, all her was, oh shit, yeah. I saw an explosion, <laughs> yeah. and then next, Jacob was popping out of the pool, like, what's going on? <laughs> I mean, I, luckily there was no brain eating amoebas in that water, because I definitely <laughs> well, swallowed 
some water. We, don't, we don't know yet. It hasn't taken hold. Yeah, well, look, I don't think it was hot enough. It was kind of some cool uh, water. So by that point, I had left. The only thing I saw was there was one set of mortars that didn't go up high enough and was like hitting the treetops. Yeah, and I was a little worried about that. And you had one bottle rocket that just hung a left to see <laughs> yeah, it that definitely, went through the tree and hit the yeah. neighbor's house. Yeah, there's definitely the neighbors across in the backyard definitely had some you know some of our trash <laughs> in their backyard. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a good time. We hung out, golly, we, we partied till about like four or five, four or five in the four morning. Five. We kept it going. Uh, we, and then I, like I said, the cleanup wasn't too bad either. Like a lot of the food was gone. You know, there's always going to be beer cans around. Yeah, there's people there to eat everything. Exactly. And that was, that was, I always like it when there's not, I like it when there's not any food left over. Cause then that means everybody ate and everybody had a good time and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, July, July, it was July 3rd, but July 4th party. Cause we figured why not do it on the se- Sunday when it, and last Most Monday people off, had Monday off. off, yeah. When if we did would have done it yesterday, it would have been even more like, oh well, you know, for today. But yeah, it was it, it was a good time. We we cut loose, and uh, now we just gotta figure out. You know, Jeeves has got a one point up on you guys. He brought a girl to a party, and we're still <laughs> waiting for y'all to bring some fine some fine ladies. I'll be there for a while. Wait on that one. We'll You'll see. Be waiting. On <laughs> we'll see. Brother. I mean, let's just figure out how we can get you guys some ladies. That's where I'm going here with this. That's what I ask myself every day on a yeah. man. Every day. Every day. I, I right. think, how is Jacob going to get me a lady? That's well, what as you should. I've tried, man. But it's always, if you know Trent, it's, it's something wrong. Her middle toe's too big. Her eyebrows are too thick. Uh, she talks with an accent. Her upper lip is too Accents skinny. are hot, Trent. you got to yeah. get an accent. Well, that's when I realized the point I was too picky when I added up all my sites. And literally, I have almost 1,500 matches from girls that I haven't been on a date yet. So maybe maybe I am too picky. Maybe right, let's there. go through the list. Some, what do you want? So you're on you're on Tinder. I'm on Tinder. Yeah. You're on Bumble. I'm on Bumble. Okay, Cupid. Okay, Cupid. Yep. Plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. Match.com. Match.com. Eharmony. Eharmony. Are you on J Date? No. Oh. What is J Date? Uh, for Jewish singles. Oh, okay. I was on, Christians mingle. No. no. I was on formersonly.com, but you can't talk to them unless you pay, you pay for it. Oh. And I'm also on Badu or Badu, whatever it is. Apparently, it's I don't like know one of the what top sites. Is. Okay. From Facebook, and I'm also on Meet Me. Don't know what that one is. Which Wait, is are you on Black People Meet? No. Okay. No. I put my picture up and said, nope, too white, and it kicked me back out. <laughs> they got a filter. I don't know they had a filter on there. Yeah, it just cut me off. It was yeah. ridiculous. I get kicked out of places a lot for being too white, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so you're, what was that, like 12, 13? I had something like that. I think it's like I'm up to nine now. Okay, so so when are we just gonna like? When are you just gonna bite the bullet and just say I'm gonna go on a date with somebody, regardless if maybe their you know their upper lips too skinny or too big or their eyes aren't the right color or. Well, see, I try. The thing is that all the girls that I want to go on a date with are not the girls that respond back. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. See, I'm on Tinder and uh, Bumble. Yeah. And I enjoy just messing around and swiping through to see what's out there. I don't like those sites because the conversations are too shallow. No. You don't like just throwing out meaningless stuff. Well, so, okay, so here we're at then. Okay, we've it. got two guys here. Trent, you're 26. Yes. Okay. Late Tom's, 20s. Tom's 33. Triple. Double, tri- double threes. Double threes. He's double down there. Double, double, triple. Double, double Dales. So he, Tom's looking for more of somebody to have a more serious, con- a more in-depth yeah. conversation yeah. with. Okay. Trent is just trying to get off the schneid, man. He's just trying... <laughs> To make some magic happen, but but also maybe try to meet somebody significant. I mean, you're past the 18, 19, 20-year-old college age, so, you know, you're getting to the point. Even the girls you're probably talking to are wondering. I'm trying to find a girl without a kid at this point. (laughs) It's tough, man. Wait till you get in your 30s. It's tough. And I'll say this. Everybody says, you should be on Tinder. And again, 
if my looks could get me laid, I would not have to be on a dating site again. Yeah. I mean, like, really? See, here's That's the deal what's for, me. for me. So yeah. I, I tell people this all the time. I'm not one of those guys that needs to be in a relationship. Yeah. Like, there are people that are out there all the time you yeah. know, at bars just trying to meet people. Yeah. I don't have to. I'm okay being single. It doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. And I'm perfectly happy waiting to find that right person. Yeah. And if it's, if I'm 50 when that happens, so be it. Okay. So you're, not, that's a good question. That's, that's, that's a good topic. Because I've always kind of wondered some of this. Because I don't – dealing with drama is the worst thing yeah. to me. Yeah, I yeah. hate it. Yeah. So I'm not about to put up with some petty bullshit yeah. just yeah. to be in a relationship or just yeah. to get sex or whatever. I don't care about that. Yeah. So you're – you're looking, but you're more laid back. Like, if it happens, yeah. it happens. If it doesn't, hey, it could be at 50. I thought like that was a really fancy way of Tom saying he's super picky like me. It's the classy way of saying it. Okay, all right. Okay, let's do this. Let's just do this. It's more fun. We'll start with Tom, since we started with you last time. Tom, your ideal woman, what would it be? See, that's the thing. I don't yeah. really have a type. Okay. Like, people have types in terms okay. of hair okay. color or race. Yeah. I'm open to pretty much, much anything. If they're cool, I'm open to Okay, it. then what are your what are your top three, like, if they got at least two out of these three or one out of these three, like, I can, like, it's oh, got to be something that you're, that, that gets spot, you going. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's more, it's less about looks and more about personality. Look at this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. Spitting them out. I'm, I'm smart, man. Yeah, look at it. So, I like somebody that's reasonably educated. Okay. That's a big turn on to me. Okay. If you like sports, even better. Okay. If I can have, if I meet an educated girl that likes sports, I'm in. Okay. That's. Okay. You know. Tom well, taking all the good answers over here. <laughs> so you and to put it over the top, listens to heavy metal. I was, I was wondering when you were going to do that. We started off the show with Slipknot. If she yeah. can go to a Slipknot concert with Karen me, hang, Rebellion, hang with me up. in the pit. Horns oh, up. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's your. So and regardless, it could be Asian, it could be white, it could be black, yeah. it could be Filipino. You're as long as it's somebody that at least they've got one or two or three of those things there that can help you out. Now, see, I never, we've never really talked about my dating history. No, we have not. We have I've not. Dated a, all right, I went on a date with a black girl. You went on a, whoa, this is uh oh, breaking news, breaking <laughs> news. Wow, that's why I never knew that. Yeah, right? There it is. Um, okay, so we'll move over to T Moon in here, Mister Picky himself. Um, again, I love laughing at his pain. It's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Let's see. So, you, where are you at? Where's your top three, or, or your <laughs> ideal, or your ideal woman, or your top three? Now, remember, you've got to kind of curb your expectations. But what's your? What's I'm, I'm saying for you, number one has to be a superhero fan. <laughs> yeah, that is my. That is Marvel, my Marvel, or DC doesn't matter. But yeah, yeah. I, but I said it's kind of like what Tom said. Even though I'm going to steal his answer here, my thing is like. I just know. Like, I don't have a type. Yeah. It's just that I think that's why y'all think I'm so picky because it's like it's either I know and I don't. There's no in-between. Just like when my mom used to take me shopping back in the day. She knew we go to a thousand stores. If I picked out something, she'd be like, let's go somewhere else. And look, no, it was a waste of time. If I, yeah. As soon as I see it, that's what I know I want. It's the same thing with girls. There's no type. There's no really expectation. It's just I can be there and be like, boom, this is it. Boom, this is not it. Okay. And – and I mean that's just pretty much it. But as far as like a top three, I don't know. Superheroes would be awesome, which I'm pretty sure a decently attractive girl that is into superheroes as much as I am doesn't exist. Well, yeah, you found one. Yes. And then she had a boyfriend after she talked yes. to me for 35 minutes. That was fantastic. We had a two-hour-long discussion about Captain America versus Iron Man. She lost her brain when I talked about my collector's edition and all the stuff that was in it. I even poured out my 
Agents of Shield ID card, yeah. and she like literally like jumped off the seat and like was cheering and crying. And then after like three hours of that, was like, yeah, my boyfriend would love this, and that's what all my hope just <laughs> don't, don't went away. When they throw just that one out, I'm like, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, I don't know about other two. You know what I would love to take you around like Comic Con, see if you could yeah. pick up the ch- one of the chicks at Comic Con. That'd be kind of tight. <laughs> You'd be in all your glory there. Yeah. Don't they? Are they? Are, is there one coming to Charlotte soon, or, something? Uh, or is it South Carolina? I don't know. Because here's the deal: like they're Comic-Con, all around. Yeah. Comic cons are actually like a chain. I think like yeah. you could license to do different comic. Because there's New York Comic Con. Yeah. The big one is San Diego. Yeah. yeah. So there might be one coming to Charlotte. But there's also like specific ones. There's like yeah. comic specific ones and yeah. like show specific ones and. I mean, not Comic Cons, but like we, festivals. We worked with a girl who went to a Dragon Con recently here in Charlotte. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought I saw something in the news of one that was coming here, or is it here, or maybe Myrtle Beach, or yeah, be. somewhere close around here. It was like, oh, they're getting one. So that'd be that'd be quite hilarious. I mean, take that'd those. be a good video. That would Trent be good. Mooney at Comic Con. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. I don't think it's a, I'd be in the same boat as everybody else there, but oh well. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you, I mean, you've tried about everything else, man. I mean, you've That's true. I've tried a lot of nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody out, out there on the internet knows somebody you can hook up with Trent Mooney. Or Tom Parkman here. Yeah. Now. Tom I don't know. Tom Wade says that. Yeah. He says it's not me, but I don't want to hook up with nobody. Y'all yeah. just... I'm, I'm the host. I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we can get Tom and Trent a date. Maybe a double date. If we can find some ladies for both of y'all, double date. I mean, I'll tell you that best date we had. Me and G were on that double date. It was fantastic. And, and I got, never hit you back up, No, right? then I got hammered the next day and said, I don't want to talk to you ever again. Well, oh, that's you know, a mistake. You probably shouldn't have done that. Because, you know, yeah. Trent ain't easy, man. Trent's not <laughs> easy. Dumb, dumb things. You usually end up screwing yourself over more than anything. Yep, that's the story of my life. Screwing yeah. myself. Screwing myself. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> let's make a right turn. Yeah, so time <laughs> uh, <change> topics. <laughs> so uh, right now on our TV, we're watching a little uh, Summer League mm-hmm. NBA action. The big story of the week so far... Yep. Kevin Durant, former NBA MVP, mm-hmm. leaving the only team he's ever played for, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, he played for the Sonics, but yes, the same. Well, only I mean, franchise. The same, only same franchise. franchise. Yeah, I got you, I got you. And signing with the Golden State Warriors. Wait, I, I get why he did it. I see it. But it, to me, it just seems like one of those stop gaps because he's, he's signed a two-year deal, $50 million or whatever it was, and he's going to opt out next year. We all know next year the cap's going to jump from like $94 million again to like $150 million, just something crazy. So, and they're already saying Kevin Durant and LeBron James are going to be $200 million men because that's just what it's, they're going to demand, all your superstar status. So I'm actually more interested to obviously see how they're going to gel together because yeah. I think Steph will be fine. Steph's the kind of guy that, hey, as long as we're well, winning, I'm cool. Did you see that quote from him that he part of his pitch to Durant was – I don't care who gets the ball. Yeah. Like, I just want to play and I yeah. want to win together. That's, and that's that's Steph. Yeah. I'm more interested to see how Clay Thompson and Draymond are going to react. Because to me, Draymond is a, I got to get mine. I got to get my 15 shots. I got to get my rebounds. I got to get my assists. So I'm interested to see that. Same thing with Clay. Clay's the kind of guy who's been playing with Steph, but he also likes to get his. I mean, he's got the three-point record in the playoffs of hitting them. That's with a K, too. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Trent's probably going to be a little quieter on this one because he's not a big Hoops fan, but we got we can't not have a podcast and talk about this big news of NBA Francis, which is crazy money being yeah. spent. But, hey, if you can go get it, go get it. I see no problem with it. But see, I, the big thing that people are getting on him for is not so much the money. It's the fact that he left the Thunder to join a team – that they nearly beat in the yeah. playoffs. I mean, they were up 3-1 in yeah. that series. Yeah. 
and Golden State had to come back to beat him. Yeah. And it see the argument is that he's leaving a tough situation to just join the big guys. To me, I look at it this way. When you're a kid and you're shooting hoops in your backyard and you're dreaming of playing on the big stage, you're dreaming of winning championships. Yeah. How many times in your life have you, you know, just out there shooting hoops by yourself been like, here's Jacob Rowland with a chance to hit the three in game seven of the NBA Finals to win a title. You're not out there going, oh, yeah, they lost 50 games, but at least he's loyal. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, true. I, I don't give him crap. He wants to win. It's the same thing to me when LeBron went to Miami. Everybody gave him crap because he hadn't won a title, so he went and won a title. And, and then and they're still giving him crap. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's, that's what Durant wants to do. He wants a ring. That's a good shot to get is. a ring. No, it is. It is. It's, it's going to be, like you said, and even if he goes out and they get one ring this year, then he goes and he goes and plays for the Wizards or plays for some another trash team. But he's got his one. And they all, like you said, what helps your chances of getting to the Hall of Fame? What helps your pedigree? At least you get – it don't matter if you got one with a super team. Yeah. It doesn't matter whatever. You got your ring. Like, nobody's putting an asterisk next to LeBron when it says, oh, he got two rings in Miami, one ring in Cleveland. It's going to be – right now he's got three rings. Yep. Okay, who else has three rings? And then you start stacking them up. So, I, I think he's fine with it. I mean, it doesn't bother me. It's a millionaire basketball player I've never met. He's not going to have any bearing on me. I don't know why people get so fired up burning jerseys. and like, yeah, come that was, on, man. I'm what, on, that was man. the other thing, too. Why are you going to burn a jersey? You're burning your own money. Exactly. You paid for it. For it. No, no, you yeah. already gave him your money. You exactly. I said this at work today when we were talking about it. I've got a closet full of jerseys of players that are on other different teams, teams yeah. now. My Hakeem Nicks Giants jersey isn't doing me any good, but I didn't burn it. There's no, I mean, to me, and I'm a guy, if you've seen my jersey collection, is I like odd jerseys. So, I mean, a Kevin Durant, it's probably a Kevin Durant OKC jersey is probably going to be on sale for $30. I might go scoot me one just because nobody's going to want it. You know, I, I actually wouldn't mind getting me a Jeremy Lynn Hornets jersey now that he's going. I, mean, I just like those funky jerseys. I got an Allen Iverson when he was with the Nuggets. You know, I got me a LeBron jersey when he left the Heat because it was $30 and I was, you know. So, I, it, yeah, people burn it, like you said. They're not going to, oh, you really hurt his feelings. He's going to turn on the TV and see his jersey burning. Okay, he's got his hundred millions of dollars. Who cares? You're just hurting yourself because you're burning your $85 of a jersey. Uh, I'm curious to see if the climate of the NBA has changed ever since LeBron went to Miami. If this is going to start becoming a league of hired mercenaries where guys will just go around for a couple – I mean – Durant's contract is only for two years yeah. with a player option. He's, for a he's opting out next year. So he can go and win two or three titles and then go back to OKC. Yeah. yeah. Like, is this is something that could legitimately start happening on a regular basis. That guys just, you go to, you, you, you catch up with a proven winner. Yep. You join that team, you win a title, you yep. go somewhere else, yes, you yep. win another title. Like, it might be the point where... Being in one city for your entire career just doesn't happen anymore. It's, and that's another topic we could spend on for, you know, hours. But it is interesting in the NBA, these opt-outs. They, it, they seem to be one of the very few, like, organizations that does this. He signed a five-year deal with a fourth-year player option or a team option. And like I said, Durant, oh, it looks like a two-year deal for 50-something million. What's really a one-year deal for 20 million because he knows that he's going to be able to next year get 200 million total on the market or sign whatever, he's going to opt out. A two-year deal with an opt-out. A three-year deal with, like, say, I'll bring up the Hornets again. Jeremy Lin signed a two-year deal with a player option to opt-out. He opts out and instead of making $5 million, he gets $60-something million or $40 million or whatever he got with the Nets yeah. to be a starter on a trash team. But that's what he wanted. He wanted to be a starter, so he opts out. 
it seems to me that that's the key in the NBA. It doesn't seem the NFL doesn't do that a lot. They don't give no. you that. If I'm going to give you five years, you're there for five years, or I'm going to cut you after two or yeah. three. You know, um, even MLB, it seems that there's a super long ten year contracts or eight year contracts, or Bobby Bonilla's twenty year contract. Twenty year contract that the Mets are still paying. So, do yeah, you, you know the story, Trent? About the paying after retirement? Yeah. yeah. He gets $1.9 or something like that yeah. every July 1st. <laughs> he's been retired for a decade, and he's still getting money. Yeah, that's a wonderful agent. <laughs> wonderful agent. Yeah, so, so, I'm a sports fan. I'm not really an or I don't have a loyalty in the NBA. Uh, I grew up in Connecticut. Wasn't really a Celtics fan, despite my, most of my friends being. If I had to root for anybody, I guess I root for the Knicks. But I'm not, not like a diehard. Jacob, you are a born and bred Charlotte Hornets fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You grew up with the Hornets. You followed the Bobcats. Yeah. The Hornets are back. They're back. How do you feel about their team? They made it to the first round of the playoffs, nearly won a series against Miami. They got rid of Lynn. They got rid of Courtney Lee. They got rid of. Uh, I, I wouldn't say got rid of. I say here's how it was. It was uh, Jefferson, Al Jefferson. Yeah, he Big Al. And they just picked up Roy Hibbert today. They picked up Roy Hibbert. They stay like I like uh, I liked him from a while back, but we'll see how he has a back. But that's the guys they look for. Last year, all those guys you just named, Jerry Lynn coming off terrible seasons with the Rockets and then the Lakers and all yeah. that. He comes back, he goes out and gets sixty million from the Nets as a starting point guard now. He's our sixth man. They couldn't they couldn't have paid for all that again. There's no way. They had to pay Nick Patoon, which is fine, 120 million. The only way they're keeping players is either they're drafting them, Kimba Walker, or they're making trades. Nick Patel. My boy Kimba. Exactly. They're staying. So, Jefferson, he got $10 million a year for a guy who's been in the league for, what, 13 seasons? He's missed a good chunk of games. Ah, okay. Now, it's going to hurt in the second team's unit scoring because it's going to be interesting. But we'll see. Hopefully, Kaminsky develops a little bit more. Uh, Courtney Lee, I, from the trade deadline, the only reason they had him was because MKG got hurt. Hopefully, we're praying, crossing our fingers, MKG can stay healthy. Because, I mean, their starting five is pretty good. It's going to be Kimba, Batum, MKG, um, Zeller, and then, oh, Marvin Williams. And they signed Marvin Williams back. Probably had to pay him a good shot. They paid $14 million a year at 30 years old. But he had a career year, and he does what Clifford likes. you know. And they're going to do the 1-3. They're going to put Zeller down low at center. Everybody else spread the ball, shoot the three ball. Shoot some 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 twos, drive to the hole, and, and see what's going. Now I'm yeah, they picked up Hibbert, they picked yeah. up Ramon Sessions back again. <laughs> was a Bobcat, now he's a Hornet. But a cheat, like I said, they signed a two year, five million, something like that. So that's fine. They need to back. He's a decent backup point guard. We'll see. I mean, I I trust him a little more. They didn't have a draft pick this year. Well, they traded for Marco Bellinelli, another guy that'll come off the bench and shoot some threes. I'm interested to see how Comiskey develops some more because he's that. He could be that hybrid type. He can go down low, and he can also shoot threes. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, it, it sucks to lose all that, but there's no – I think I'd be more upset if they paid those prices for those players to stay here. I mean, I don't think you could pay Lynn. You couldn't pay Lynn that money to be a backup. No. Guard. I mean, you've got Kimba. It's, it, it is what it is. You couldn't pay a, an aging center when you want to make sure Kaminsky gets burned, Zeller gets burned. You spend all these high draft picks on guys. It sounds like they're – are they trying to uh, trade Spencer Hall? They're Hawks? trying to get rid of Spencer Hall's contract yeah. or your boy Jeremy Lamb. Somehow he's falling out of favor there. I don't know. I don't think they're going to get rid of him. But they're trying to get Spencer Hall's contract if somebody will take it. But I don't think anybody's going to take that contract. So we'll see. I mean, I, I we'll see. So I mean, here to, uh, I'm putting the bold prediction timeout. Trent, what seed are the Hornets going to be in next year's playoffs? 
How many numbers are there all together? One day. One to eight. One to eight in the East. As a or or they could miss the playoffs. Yeah. One to eight. Yeah. I give them a six. All right. That's that was bad. that's what they were this year. Well, they were six. I think so. Yeah. yeah six. Well, they're mine. Improve it. Five. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, the big you gotta, five four match. Got to make it up, man. Which usually, which means they probably would end up playing like the Hawks or yeah. something. Yeah. Which will be interesting. Like the East is going to be very interesting. I mean, you've got LeBron coming back. You've got Dwight Howard down there with the Hawks again, yeah. with the Hawks for that team that, oh, they look so great in the regular season, and then they crap the bed in the playoffs. And Boston could be pretty good. Boston could up, be uh, pretty good. Al Horford. I'll, I'll go five seems bad. Don't seems forget about nice. Toronto either. Toronto is good. I, I could say I'll go maybe a, a six to seven. I, I'm really interested to see how this team's going to gel, though, because they lost that cohesive group. And that scoring that they got from Al Jefferson off the bench, it could it'd be interesting to see on that second. That second group's going to be really key. And they've always had an ass second group. This past year, they finally had a decent second team. And that's really always – like the year before with the Bobcats, that killed them. They, once the starters went out, and Kim could, Kim could get him. He was averaging 50 points a game – I mean, 50 minutes a game because they couldn't. They had no backup point guard. So, we'll – We'll see. I mean, it's still early. It's only what? It's only July. They don't yeah. play till October. They just started summer league. Yeah, so. we got summer league. We watched some of that. I mean, it, it, the uh, NBA goes on all year it round. Does. It a does. thousand games. Yep. Well, it was they finished uh, the NBA finals and four days later with the draft. draft so. Yeah, it's it's always funky, which is always weird because they do the draft before free agency, which I think is very interesting because then that. You know, you, you have to get in that. Well, who should I draft? Well, just take the best player. But that well, always work. You can look. Warriors must have knew, known what was coming because they drafted a center, signed Durant, traded Bogut. Yeah. So they knew what was coming. Lost Barnes, which then Durant kind of takes Barnes' yeah, spot. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, you take that upgrade every oh, day of the week and twice on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Yep, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Good job, Trent. Yep. Yeah. All right, so staying in the sports realm, I, uh, I came up with a question of the week for you guys that I, I threw out the other day. Um, what is the best sporting moment that you have been at? Not watching on TV. That you were in attendance. You were sitting in the stands, maybe standing in the standing room only. That you had a ticket for. That you were there. You were in the crowd cheering along. But talk about. Go, you want to go first? Because I, I got two, so I'll I'll start it and we can come back around back and I'll me. throw it. Well, can I talk about the time I won the state championship for my team, or is that not sure? Sure. If you were if you were actually part of it, you've already yeah, beaten me. Yeah. So my my first one, <laughs> two thousand eight. Yankee Stadium, home run derby. It was the last year of Yankee Stadium. My buddies and I, we were all working up in Connecticut. I had only been to Yankee Stadium one time in my life at that point, and they got blown out by the Angels, so it wasn't a good day. Okay. So we decided, like the day before the home run derby, we checked to see how much tickets were. We're like, all right, we're going to go down to Yankee Stadium and watch this, because this is a once-in-a-life one, thing. right? This old, is, yeah, the old, old Yankee, Yankee Stadium. Stadium before they opened up the new okay. one. This was... The MLB kind of promised them, hey, your last year, we'll give you the, yeah. the All-Star game. So we go down, and we spent, uh, there was four of us, $150 each on these tickets for the Home Run Derby. Wow. It was the Ooh. last row of the upper deck behind home plate. Not great seats, but it was the only ones yeah. that were left, and they were expensive as hell. Yeah. So we go down there, and this is... The year that Josh Hamilton was in Texas playing for the Rangers and was having his resurgence after his all his drug problems. So he goes in, great first half of the year. They put him in the home run derby. And he goes out and just starts cranking home runs. Okay. He hits 28 home runs in the first round. 
I mean, he's hitting shots that are going over the oh, bleachers. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Over yeah, the bleachers yeah, in right yeah. field, and they were hitting the yeah. back wall. Yeah. The place was going crazy. The building was shaking. Yeah. And this was like the only time in my life. I watched a lot of Yankees yeah. games. They were – everybody in attendance was chanting Hamilton's name. Yeah. It was so deafeningly loud, and every time he cranked one out, everybody just put their hands on their head, mouth open, just staring at each other like, what the hell are we watching? It was the most incredible experience I've ever felt watching a situation like that. Unfortunately, he didn't win because yeah. he was so gassed yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Justin Morneau yeah. ended up winning, but it was it's still incredible like just to watch that yeah. moment. It's yeah. still a record for most in one round. I'm gonna up you, and I have actually three because as I didn't when you brought this up at the July third party, I was drinking and I didn't really think about it. And there's one that comes to my mind that's probably my favorite because of the significance that happened that day. But I'm gonna go with my other two that happened before that when I was younger. First one I'm gonna bring up is '03 season. My dad had went. It was in the football always starts right around my birthday. My birthday September fourth. It's usually right around my brother's birthday, the ninth or the eighth, and all that stuff. So he had went. And I wanted Julius Pepper. I used to, you know, when you're a kid, you every uh, everything you get, you know, you go. I want a jersey for birthday, Christmas, whatever. Want a Julius Pepper's jersey? They had these cool jerseys that came out this year. Alternates. They were like black and white in the front. So he went to the stadium. He's getting me a jersey. Well, we ran into at the time the Panthers president, Mark Richardson, Jefferson's son, and he was like, "Oh, I appreciate you." To so my dad, "Oh, I appreciate you coming out, support the team. Like, are you going to the season opener this year?" And my dad's like. If I had tickets, I'd go, but we don't have tickets. He goes, oh, what's your address? Because he was like, oh, I'm buying this jersey for my son. It's his birthday. He goes, what's your address? I'll, I'll send you some tickets. My dad's like, ah, really? He's like, yeah, I got you. So literally, I still have the note. I've been meaning to get it framed and the tickets with it. He sent us two tickets. The Panthers play the Jaguars right behind, like 12 rows up behind the goalpost. And it's a handwritten note. Hey, Jake, I hope you have a great birthday. Enjoy the game. Two tickets to the Jaguars game. Nuts. So, oh, season opener. Nice. So we go. Now, remember, oh, 03 season. This is when they. This is when they went on the Super Bowl run. We go there and they open the the game up. Rodney Pete. We're getting thrashed. We're down fourteen <laughs> at the half. Classic there. Yeah, classic, classic Panthers. Panthers. So of course, this is where the lure of Jake Delhomme comes in. <laughs> After <laughs> halftime, got his bow jangles in him. They put they put Jake Delhomme, the, the unknown from Louisiana, <laughs> in a backup. He comes in and he just starts dealing. We were in there when Musa Muhammad caught the touchdown. And then the last one, I remember them driving down the field and Ricky Prohl catching that pass. Ricky Prohl. Yeah, we were see- we were on the opposite side of Ricky Prohl catching the pass, but we saw the Musa Muhammad touchdown, the season of the touchdown, and I think Stephen Davis ran on it too. We were on the opposite, and we could see right through. When he caught that thing and they announced touchdown, and then they went to review it, and then they put that thing on the Jumbotron, you saw the one-two feet. And then him go to the ground and catch it. I mean, the place went nuts. <laughs> the stadium shaking. You know, we're just like, oh, my goodness, how is this happening? Like, what a comeback. And I just remember leaving that stadium, and it was just, like, insane being there. And like, then the rest of the way through, they went on and made it to the Super Bowl, and that was, what an incredible season. But that was my first one. Uh, but Trey, we'll you go ahead. We'll yeah. I just don't have one, man. I don't go to anything. Go to your. You said your state championship. Yeah, if you're worried about my state champion winning wrestling, go. Well, just give us a quick synopsis. Well, you have to have one. Well, if you're, I don't. I said I when I, I didn't go to anything when I was growing up. Like I said, like the only Panthers game I went to was y'all's engagement. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I went to Hickory Crawdad. Well, games. why don't you don't tell? Remember. But tell us about. Did you, you have? Was there ever a walk off home run or anything? And then. I don't know. I'm just there, like running around trying to win free pizza. Did, did you go know. to your uh, high school football games or anything? Come he on, played man. in them. Yeah. yeah, you coach so, football. Do you not yeah. have good play? 
You always he coaches football and he comes back and tells us how much he hates it, and then he tells presumes to tell us every single play of the game of how they almost won, or hey, we had a 99 yard drive and we went down and won the game, and there's got to be. I could tell. Well, now, now you're thinking about talking about coaching. <laughs> the one where we were when I was coaching wrestling, and we were wrestling the. Uh, Team that was undefeated, and we were kind of terrible. We weren't. We were pretty good, but that's because we had a lot of. <laughs> we were kind of terrible, but we were pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we were good. You had a lot of forfeits. And I don't know if people probably understand wrestling to know why that's important. But we, we were wrestling a team that was undefeated for the season. They were like seven and zero. We were like I don't know, like three and four at that point. And we have came down to the last kid, the last match, double overtime, and wrestling double overtime. It's bottom top. If you get up from the bottom, you win. If you hold them down, that person wins. And it was like literally like going out last seconds. Guy was standing up. He's holding his foot and like trips him out of bounds with like one second left and like ends it as the clock goes out. And we beat them by one point. And then the middle school parents assumed to riot and like try and <laughs> cuss me out and chew me out and like help me against the bleachers. And it was like mad chaos over this middle school wrestling match that nobody cared about. But it was fantastic because we beat them by see, one point. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I love about sports. Passion. <laughs> In middle school. Middle school yeah, wrestling, yeah. man. All right, so flashing back even further. Year 2000. My freshman year of college at the University of Connecticut. My Huskies. Yeah. It was uh, December, and we were ranked number 15 in the country. Now, this was after our championship, uh, the first championship. Okay. So, the we Mecca, were good. After the Emeka championship? No, no, no. This was, uh, this was after the Khalid Alameen and Jake Voskel championship. Oh, wow. this was, oh Jake this, Voskel. This was Whoa. before Emeka even came He was to a Bobcat. Jake Voskel was a Bobcat. So was Emeka. Yeah, oh, yeah. So... Like I said, we were good, but this was all these players had left. This was after Vosco, this was after Elamine. This was Karan Butler's team. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So we were decent, but we weren't nobody was expecting us yeah. to win a championship. So at UConn, I don't know how you guys did it at Greensboro, but for you basketball tickets, we you had to camp out before the season started. <laughs> we just showed up yeah, the guys. We showed up the guys. Guys. We were so, <laughs> there was a big demand on the UConn campus for yeah. basketball tickets. So they went on sale in like October, maybe November, you had to camp out first come, first serve to get them. And then the day of the game, you also had to camp out because it was just an, it, you had a ticket to the student section. You didn't yeah. have assigned seats. So we camped out early in the year, got our tickets. This is midway through December. 15 ranked Huskies against the number five Arizona Wildcats. This was, uh, Lou Dolson was still their coach. He wasn't there because his wife was ill. Lauren Woods was on the team. And Lauren Woods had been suspended uh, for accept, accepting money from his high school coach or something. And he was one of the top five players in college basketball that year. So this was his first game back. It was a big deal. I think it was on CBS. So it was a nationally televised mm-hmm. game. So we camp out. Before the game, uh, Jim Calhoun comes out and like starts giving donuts out to the students before the game to get everybody riled up. And, of course, being December in Connecticut – it's cold as shit. We froze our ass off all night, but we were so fired up to be there. So we go in, and it's a close game for most of the first half. Second half, Arizona starts pulling away. And we all start getting a little freaked out because we're going to lose, and it's not cool. But start chipping back slowly. With like three minutes to go, we're down by like nine. Hit a couple threes. Arizona doesn't score for a while. We hit a three to tie the game. And this is less than a minute to go. Back and forth again, UConn gets the ball. And about 10 seconds left, little guy Tony Robinson, one of our Robertson, one of our guards, drives in on Lauren Woods, who is a seven foot tall, 
Big ass motherfucker. Yeah. He's a shot blocker. Robertson goes up for the layup, and and uh, Woods blocks it. We all groan because yeah. we know it's over at that point because they're going to get the ball. The refs called goaltending. Wow. It's to this day still a shitty call, but I don't care because it won us the game. <laughs> so they go, UConn goes up, Arizona gets the ball back, misses the final shot, the place goes nuts. And we all had decided with about two minutes to go that if we won, we were going to rush the court. Mm. So all the student section just piles out onto the floor. And I was trying to help people up that are getting uh, trampled. There's like two girls that fell in front of me. So I tried to help them up. Gentle giant. Yeah. I'm not going to trample over these (laughs) these young girls. So I picked them up. I'm like halfway through the crowd that gets down there. There's a group standing right at center court. And I go to run around them. One of our best players, Albert Mooring, he's like our three-point ace. He's the veteran of the team. Both about the same height. We're both 6'4", but he's a lot more muscular than I am. Yeah. I just run into him and fall my ass on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but I jumped back up, started celebrating. I, to this day, I think that was still the only time the floor has been rushed at Gamble Pavilion. Oh. Could be wrong, but I think that's still. And it was, it was such a fun game to be at. And that was one of those first college experiences where you're there yeah. and you're part of the group. And yeah. It was so great. Um, nice. That's what's up. I thought of another one, too, a quick one. But the other one I was going to do was when it was the Bobcats. They played the Lakers. My dad had gotten tickets from one of his clients he had worked with. And we sat like five rows behind the goal. And Kobe Kobe was playing. And Kobe actually, against the Bobcats, he had a record of like four and two. Like, it was a losing record. One of the weird oddities of it. And they actually, like I said, they ended up. I think Kobe got tossed. We had, the Bobcats ended up winning. Like it was just one of those things. Like you got to see Kobe play. He was in his prime. I think he was probably thirty, maybe 29, 30, 31. So he's still good. He wasn't like he was these past couple seasons. Yeah. So that was a good time, just being that close and seeing a, a great play live. Another one was we actually saw Steph Curry. One thing about being in SoCon, we got to see yep. Steph Curry play in his prime. <laughs> well, in his young prime. And I remember that was talking about basketball tickets. That was the one time they put them in. They put UNCG versus Davidson in the big coliseum down the road, and we had to, you had to make sure you got your ticket suggestions, like requests in. We got that. And I remember we were hanging with them for a little bit, and then Steph finally said, "Why are we fooling with these UNCG folks?" And it was just he went off. I think for forty, but it looked like he went off for thirteen because it was just like every just it was just so easy. He just stepped past half court, pull up. Juke, boom, boom, boom. And so basically what he does now in Golden What State. he does now, now, he did against us. And just, I mean, we were getting demolished. I also was a part of, UNCG was a part of Coach K's 500th career victory. I oh, went yeah, to that yeah, game. Yeah. I went to that because it was over Christmas break. So that was kind of cool. I mean, that was one of those ones where the, the tip-off, you watch it, you look down at your phone and look back up and we were down 30 points. And you were like, whoa, what happened? But it was Duke versus UNC was going to happen. But my final one, obviously, I know Trent was there too. Was we'll it, count this for you too, Trent. Yeah, we'll no, count actually, I killed one that we okay. might count. I, th- I thought of one. Right. Right. So myself. the final one that I've got was obviously a couple years ago. Um, a bunch of us, I decided. Nope, my wife didn't know, but a bu- everybody else knew that I was going to propose to her. So I said, "Well, I got to do it in front of like I want to do it in front of our friends and family. Do it our way." So we had already had had these tickets to the Panthers Saints game. We'd bought back like in, in in August or something. And it was a December game. We didn't know. I mean, it could, it's one of those gambles you take with the Panthers. Either they're going to be good or they're going to be trash, especially when you buy a ticket in August. And they, yeah. it could be by the time in you know December, they could be either just fighting for draft position or fighting for playoffs. So it ended up being like this game was uh, whoever won between the Panthers and the Saints, going to the, a playoff position was clinched. 
Was so this, was this the one where the the division was trash and it was no that was, was last year that was this, yeah. that was the year before okay this one was they were they ended up being twelve and something I think okay. twelve before then so we get there and you know we all get up to tailgate one o'clock game you know get the up bojangles at seven o'clock the bojangles seven o'clock it's pouring rain <laughs> yep. we get the bojangles so we're already like holy smokes uh, we get in there we get the bojangles we go set up at seven in the morning. At the tailgate, first ones there, we're setting all up. As we set up, it's pouring rain, so we're all huddled around the tents, eating Bojangles because we're starving. <laughs> finally, it stops raining. we got the cornholes out. We're hanging out. And this is like, finally, the nerves start setting. Like I said, everybody was there from our closest friends, Jerry and his family, my family. Now like, it's time to actually do it. Now it's time to do it. And her dad keeps coming. And mind you, it's not sunny, and her dad's got sunglasses on. It's monsooning. Yeah. It's monsooning. And, like, it's, like, weird because he keeps, like, he's he's got sunglasses on, and... It's like, it's not some, why, anyway, another thing, before we even got there, Nate calls me, and I'm in my truck, and he starts, hey, you got, you got this? You, like, he's asking about the ring. My truck has the Bluetooth, so it's speaking out loud, and I had to, like, shut him down before he blew the cup, blew the whole cover. <laughs> so we get there, like I say, we're hanging out, and then finally the clock's and her dad keeps coming to me, hey, what's the time? I'm like, all right, if, you know, game's at one, you want to start walking in by no later, no later than 1230, because it's going to take forever to get in there. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're at 1145. Or 11. And then it's like, well, 11.15. 11.30. So I think I finally decided on like 11.30. And, you know, right around like 11.25, I had to, had to take a leap. So I go out, and I remember sitting there taking a piss in front of my truck, and my buddy Jeff Hux was standing there pissing too, and he's like, hey, man, he's good over here? Because we've been drinking since 7 in the morning. I'm like, yeah, man. And it just made me laugh because I was so nervous, yeah. and he just made me laugh. I was like, okay, now I'm good. So we had everybody in a circle, and the video is actually on YouTube if you want to look it up. My brother's recording, and he's got great commentary behind it. And, of course, I proposed to Jerrianna, so then you got the pictures and all that. She said yes, obviously. So now it's time. we got to walk into the game. We get into the game, and, again, it's been rainy. It's muggy. I mean, it's not muggy. It started raining again. It started yeah. raining again. So we're watching it. Great battle in the first half. I can't really remember the halftime score, but, again, like right after halftime, it just – I mean, you saw the rain come across the stadium. Like, it just, boom. And people were out there, were like, look, I mean, this, we pay for the tickets. I mean, we were sitting kind of up high, but we're like, hey, let's just enjoy this. We're here. And they're battling back and forth. And right as we think they're going to lose, they punt the ball. We're like, this is it. You know, Panthers have got, I think, one timeout left. If the Saints get a first down, it's game over. Luke Keekly beast mode. They, we stop them. They got to punt. Cam Newton's basically it's pour again raining. He's got to drive the team down all the way, and we got to huh? It was eighty yards, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Eighty or eighteen, eighty yards, or yeah, uh, eighty-two yards, or whatever it was. And I mean, he's hitting Ted Ginn on slants. He's hitting everybody. Even poured out in the pouring rain, and we get down there, and it's just like because we have to score a touchdown to win the game. Yeah, get down, and this the the when he's made that pass. To Dominic Hickson, and Dominic Hickson caught it. Again, stadium is shaking. That's the loudest I've ever heard it. It was going absolutely nuts. And the fact that it was pouring down rain, you're drenched. You should be miserable. We would have been miserable if they lost the game. But you're just around good friends. I got engaged. Of course, it was like I had a checklist. I was like, okay, got engaged. We got to make sure she says yes. If they win, it'll be fantastic. Then they won, and they clinched a playoff spot. I so think it all, did it for you. I think it was, it was, yeah, it, it was all like checked off that everything had happened. Like that was good that day. Like even if they had lost, it would have been like a kind of like a letdown. Like oh, they lost, but I still got engaged kind of thing. But at least if they won, it was like okay, they won the night. The day's capped off. We're good to go. Like it was, it was fantastic. At some point in your life, 
You have to be able to talk to Cam Newton to tell him that he won the game on the day you got engaged. Just to let him know how big of a part hey, we he had the, in that day. We had the chance, but James said I couldn't talk to him. <laughs> we didn't have a chance. We ran into him at, at North Lake Mall after the Browns game uh, two years after. And I was talking trash about his skinny, tall person pants. <laughs> and my storage shirt legs wouldn't fit into. Yeah, he did. He did trick talk trash. Why are you about. trying to wear Cam Newton's pants? Because Jacob made for his wedding. Yep. And then just happened to be checking out next to Cam Newton while I was talking trash about his yeah, pants. That was another fantastic story. Yeah, we were sitting there talking. The guy, we were in there getting him pants. For our wedding, and this guy, and we were decked out. It was like three days before Christmas. And we're decked out, pants. They just beat the Browns. They beat Johnny Menzel. And, what a Panthers! And all of a sudden, the guy, yeah, the guy comes up. He's like, "Yo, man, guys, Cam Newton's over there." And we're like, "Yeah, there's no way." We look over, and he's shopping, and he's got two of his homeboys with him. And, and then all of a sudden, I see him go to check out. So I'm like, "Let's go check out where he is." And we're standing there, and he's right there near like the glass section, like the glass and the porcelain or whatever. And Trent's standing there talking trash about these pants, and I'm like, oh, here we go. And each time, his two homeboys are turning around looking at us like, knowing, like, what are these Panther fans? I mean, because we're all decked out. Jerseys, hats. Jerseys, hats, sweatpants, shorts, shoes. All Panthers. All, all Panthers. Panthers. So they're either thinking, like, either they're the dumbest fans so they don't recognize them, or where they go, they're going to ask for a photo, they're going to ask for an autograph. So I've been around athletes, like, I've worked in the sports business. You know, you don't – and then once you get a certain age, you kind of can't be too fanboyish. Yeah. Cam's my age. He turned – 27, I think, in like May, and I turned 27 in September. So, you know, grad, you know, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I just wanted to buy my pants. I he, wanted to pay my pants. I'm like, Trent, it's okay. So finally, I'm like, well, we can't not say what's up because then they'll think we're definitely the dumbest Panther fans ever because Cam is a large individual. But he didn't have six, five. Put up, hat down yeah, low. He was, he was pretty. So I walked, as we walking out, we walked behind him, and I just said, hey, Cam. And as soon as I had all three of their heads turned around, I was like, uh, I was like, Good, good game. game, good game yesterday. And he just goes, appreciate it, my brother. And then we just kept walking, and then we were like, hey, we at least said what's up to Cam Newton. Like, did, did he dab on you on the way out? He, this was before the dab. Oh, all right. This was before the dab. I literally yeah. laid, he laid his pants on the counter, I laid my pants on the counter, Cam Newton dress pants, and he still just looked at me like, and I was like, you're not going to buy these? I kind of, <laughs> really? He didn't have like a $500 so, dab. So what you're saying, Trent, is... You touched pants with Cam Newton. Yeah. The bad thing was, he was buying his own pants. Yeah, he was. I understand that. He was buying Cam Newton pants, and, and I was buying Cam Newton and pants. And he was, and was buying it. Under Armour stuff. Like, all the stuff that, all the, the, the stuff he gets, you know, he, he promotes. I guess he's got, because my guess was he was buying it for Christmas presents. Because it was, like, like I said, a week or so before Christmas. And I think he was just buying it instead of, you know, I guess Under Armour won't send him, like, hey, I need a, a small kid size this. So he was buying the stuff. For presents for everybody else. I mean, I'm sure they either reimburse, but does it need to be reimbursed? And this this is the four hundred million dollars, but he's still getting paid a lot of money. I mean, five hundred dollar <laughs> tab at Belk is not the same to any of us out here for five hundred dollars at Belk. So, but yeah, that was that that was that was that was a good time. Yeah, that was a good time. You got another one, Trent? Or you want to move on to the the topic of the week that we brought you here for? <sighs> yeah. Well, mine is just that I I wasn't there, but I remember now. Because I knew that was when I was forgetting where I was actually at Chapel Hill when they won the national championship. They weren't playing there, but they had the Dean Don't open and they were playing it. And again, I wasn't paying attention because I was just there to be with people and be hammered with people. And then it ended and I got stuck in a riot on Franklin Street and couldn't leave Chapel Hill for like seven hours because I was literally stuck in a riot. But I'll, I'll give you that one because I was, I was considering was throwing out 2004 when UConn won the men's and women's national championship mm-hmm. together. 
I was in Gamble Pavilion watching on the big screen with all the other students when they beat Georgia Tech. So I'll give you that one. Yeah. That was you're still yeah, there. That's pretty good. Yeah, the game isn't technically there, but you're still there. They had they had Carolina blue trash bags, so I felt like it was legit. So here we are. We're, we're near the end here. We don't want to keep you too much longer, but as we've teased in our first episode ever, which you can go back and watch on the listen to on the YouTube because we're not paying the, a lot of money for SoundCloud to go back on, so you have to listen to the first one on YouTube yet. But it's a segment everybody's been clamoring for. They've been asking me when it's going to show up. So now he's here. He's on set. We got Trent's love advice. I don't know how you want to set it up. Do you want to give three things to help out the viewer, the listeners? <laughs> do you want to just say some? Do you even have three? Do you just want to rattle about something about love advice? But you've got to give something. All right. Uh, let's see. Three pieces of love advice. Uh, I've been doing my research on Tinder picks. Um, best thing to do, apparently, don't smile in your Tinder pick. That's a big one statistically that uh, apparently smiling is not attractive to women. Oh, if you look okay. like an asshole, they like you a lot more. Okay. Um, second one would be um, don't ramble and ask a lot more questions, which is what I've been trying to work on. Okay. Because apparently people like to talk about themselves. And if you do like I do and you talk about yourself too much, people just kind of hate you and think you're weird and annoying. Um, and the last one would be apparently have lower standards. <laughs> also, here's my problem. To quote Kevin Anderson from back in the day, lower your standards, lower your expectations, and that's the best way to end the night on a happy note. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Trent's love advice. Lower that bar and be an asshole. No, that's it. That's what he's going to try to do. All right, so as always, remember to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at The Beards Watch. You can follow me on Twitter at It's Me, It's TMP. Follow me, J Roll Nation. Same thing for Twitter, Instagram. Trent, you want to throw out your Twitter? I got people to follow? It's at, at Trent Name Easy. You made it all weird with underscores. Yeah, yeah it's, it's underscore. It's complicated. Or the frat apartment. At yeah. the frat apartment's probably uh, so. I'll, I'll tag you in the uh, when I post this later tonight. Yep. All right. Until next week. You got it on mute. Come oh, on, I do, now. I do, I do. That's right. Music coming. Yes. Oh. No. It happened again. No. Because, well, it's because it's on the YouTube, you know. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw those horns off. <laughs>